Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Did you happen to eat a little too much during the holidays? Well, stick around. We're going to talk about a way to detox and get you back on track. Here at Things You Should Know podcast, our focus varies from commonly asked questions like, what are the top email apps for iPhone users? Or how much does it cost to go to Disney World anyway? To the trending topics of the day, such as are taxes going up or down? And who's Elon Musk? We shed light on things you probably have always wondered about, but you never got around to investigating them yourself. This podcast brings you the answers to your most commonly asked questions and makes you smarter just by listening. Information empowers, and the more information you have, the better decision you can make, and ultimately, your quality of life is based on the decisions you make. So, thanks for joining the discussion, and make sure that you subscribe today and not miss out on any future episodes of Things You Should Know. Hey guys, welcome into the podcast. You've reached things you should know, and my name is Kelly. I'm your host. It's my pleasure to welcome you in to another great podcast. This is episode... Let's see, 103, 103. This is our episode 103. So welcome aboard. Uh, if you guys are new to the podcast, please make sure that you go now and subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to us on. The most popular for us is uh, Amazon Echo, iHeartRadio. Those are the two most popular. But, of course, we are listed on pretty much every podcast platform from Pandora to Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, you name it. Go ahead now and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, those returning, thank you so much for continuing to uh, support us. Coming back week after week, day after day, we really do appreciate it. I hope all of you. All of you listening have had an excellent holiday. This is the week after Thanksgiving. And what better to talk about than ways to detox, ways to detox. What do most people do uh, during Thanksgiving and at really most holidays? They overeat and they overdrink. They overeat and they overdrink. And yes, I'm talking about alcohol and and sugary things like sweet tea and lemonade and soda and all these other things. So we're not going to we're not going to beat anyone over the head about, um, you know, having a nice meal for Thanksgiving. But we are going to help you today uh, detox and get your body back on track so that you're looking forward to Christmas and then to the new year. 
So many of you may be aware I am plant-based. I am vegan. And people always ask, what do you guys do for Thanksgiving? What do you eat? What is, you know, what happens in a vegan household when it's uh, Thanksgiving? Well, what happens in your household? I'm sure the only thing you eat is not meat. I mean, yeah, you probably have ham and turkey and all that stuff. But there's plenty of food to eat other than meat. This is what I always tell people. You've got plenty of leafy greens, collards and uh, mustard greens and spinach, and spinach casserole, there's green bean casserole. There is wonderful, wonderful apple pie for dessert. There is peach pie. There, as a vegan, uh, you, you don't really miss out on a whole lot. I think that's the uh, preconception and the notion is that I got to give up so much. You really don't. The stuff that you give up, you're not going to miss and it's going to be great for your body. But we're not talking about that today. I'm just answering the question, what we always get around Thanksgiving. What do you guys eat? I cooked about three dishes. My wife cooked about three dishes. And we just got finished eating leftovers maybe a day or so ago. Um, we do, um, my wife did uh, yams, which are great. Uh, we always use a vegan butter. Uh, we we do use the uh, sugar, you know, the, the uh, cane sugar. Uh, but the yams are really great. And she did a green bean casserole. She did a squash casserole. And I made my my kids are vegetarian, so they can eat cheese. So I did make a macaroni and cheese for them that they've grown up eating that they love. I made collard greens. Those were great. And what else did I have? Uh, it seems like there was one other thing, uh, but I can't recall at this point. But we had plenty of food. We had plenty of food. Uh, we had to make room in the refrigerator to hold all the leftovers. So I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. One of the things that I did do, though, I ate too much. I'm used to eating, and once I feel full, I just, I'm done. I get up, and I walk away, walk away from the table, and, and that's it. Uh, but most people do not do that. Uh, I didn't do that. I wasn't trained to do that. And if you're like me and you grew up, uh, in a household like mine, I grew up in the South, and most of the time uh, you were told, uh, don't get up from the table until your plate is clean. Don't get up from the table until your plate is clean. That's a whole nother conversation, a whole nother podcast into obesity and all sorts of things in terms of the mentality that we program our kids with. They have to eat everything all the time when they sit down, this big heaping gump of food, and, and don't get up until your plate's clean. It leads into uh, a lot of other areas. But, yeah, I ate too much. And although it was vegan and although it was good for me, it still was too much. And it left me feeling heavy and sleepy. And I don't normally do that. So uh, a day or so later, I did begin uh, sort of a sort of a uh, detox, if you will, to kind of start moving some stuff around. And as a vegan person, plant-based person, you never have any problems about going to the restroom. So I'm kind of through mine, but I ran across this article in one of my favorite uh, publications. It's called TheBeat.com, B-E-E-T.com. And they were talking about, hey, here's a really cool way to, you know, some really cool things to help you out in terms of overeating and drinking uh, during the holidays. And this was written by uh, an RD. And so we're just going to kind of jump into it. Now, the first thing that I do if I feel bloated or heavy, right? Let's say if it's holidays, let's say if you just ate too much. Let's say if you drank too much, you're just trying to work this stuff out of your system. This works for beer, alcohol, wine and stuff like that as well. 
first thing I would do is take a walk. You know, if you live somewhere where the weather's prohibitive, then of course, maybe this isn't an option. But if you don't, take a walk, some sort of physical activity. What other exercises that you can do in-house that would kind of keep your body moving? Maybe if you live somewhere where the weather is not very amenable, perhaps you have a treadmill or a stationary bike. If you're feeling really full and all you want to do is lay down, before you do that, the best thing to do is take a walk. You don't want to lay down with all that food in your belly because those calories are going to become you very, very soon. And you're going to put on those pounds. So there was a randomized 2018 control trial slash study that found that doing some sort of physical activity around 30 minutes after eating can help blood glucose response. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It doesn't have to be like lifting weights, P90, stuff like that. Even if you do something for 10 minutes, low intensity, something to keep you moving, some sort of activity that can help get post-meal blood glucose balanced. The one thing you don't want to do, which is what most of us do, is just go to sleep. We go hang out, lay on the couch, uh, watch football game, and the football game watches us. All right, the next thing is stay hydrated. A lot of people eat uh, a lot of sugary type of stuff during the holidays, whether it's cookies, pies, things like that. And they also drink things like alcohol, which has tons of sugar, which uh, also drink like carbonated drinks, soda, uh, lemonade. You know, I live in the South, so it's sweet tea or no tea. Uh, but what that does, it gets a lot of sugar in your system and sugar and salt and stuff like that really dehydrates you. So one of the things you want to do is stay hydrated. So if you've had one too many alcoholic beverages, then you need to drink plenty of water. Alcohol is considered a diuretic, which means it makes your body removes fluid at a very quick rate. You will notice the more alcohol you drink, then the more you have to go to the potty. You have to go to the restroom. If you're not staying well hydrated, dehydration could be a culprit behind those dreaded hangover symptoms such as headache, dry mouth, and also fatigue. Now, drinking water can help with your metabolism, and it also can help with your energy level. There was a small study of 50 girls that found that when they drank 2.5 glasses, I'm sorry, 2.5 cups of water 30 minutes before each meal, that's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, They had reductions in BMI and body composition after eight weeks. Well, I can't recall exactly where I saw this, but I do recall that drinking water before your meal quells your appetite. So you may be super hungry and then you drink a glass of water. And then when you go to eat, you don't eat as much. And of course, this will affect the amount of food you ingest and therefore will ultimately affect the amount of weight that you have on your frame on your body so this is this is something great to do if you are trying to lose weight for example why don't you drink before you eat if you drink a cup of water two cups of water before you eat it does quell your appetite and you'd be surprised you cannot eat as much uh, when you've got water uh, in your belly All right. Uh, What else can we do? Don't skip future meals. Uh, We're often hard on ourselves after a day of eating more than we anticipated, leaving us feeling like we need to skip a few meals in the future. But skipping a meal or two could wind us up making um, making us overeat again. So there was a 2020 study that showed adults who skipped breakfast and lunch wound up eating almost 200 more calories at dinner. 
The same study also states that skipping breakfast, lunch, or dinner all resulted in a lower intake of vegetables, fruit, whole grains, and other healthy options. Not to mention that skipping meals with the mindset that you don't deserve to eat, you don't deserve to eat, this is the key, your mindset, because of overeating can lead to a negative relationship with food. Here's my two cents on this, and I'm not a nutritionist. So the study said, hey, if you skip breakfast and lunch, then you're going to end up eating more for dinner. That's, that is true in my opinion, because most people are used to eating three meals a day and they feel like I can make it up on the back end. The way Americans eat for the most part, the meals get larger as the day goes on. So you have a small breakfast, medium lunch, and this king size dinner and where most of us are overweight. That's how that happens because you go to sleep and you got that food on your stomach. Now, if you skip one of those, because your body is used to having the food, yeah, you'll feel like you're about to die. You're going through some sort of withdrawal. If you eat breakfast every day and you skip one day eating breakfast, your stomach's liable to growl. You know, you're in a meeting in the morning, your stomach's doing its thing. Uh, there's a lot that could go on. But here's what you should know. When I first became uh, plant-based, one of the things that was uh, sort of a stressor and something that you maybe would deal with when you first, you know, switch your uh, eating protocol, your eating habits. What am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? And then after you get that down pack, I switched over to being, you know, on intermediate fasting. So I practiced me and my uh, family, my, my kids, we practiced intermediate fasting. And so instead of eating several meals a day, we only eat uh, in a window. So I think I talked to you guys about this before. We normally do an 18, 6 or a 20 and a 4, meaning you're off for 18, you're on for 6. You can eat within those 6 hours. We don't change up. We don't try and golf down everything we can in 6 hours. Uh, we don't go grab the Twinkies and all this other kind of stuff. It's not none of that. It's not any of that. Uh, you can eat all the meat you want and just exercise. It's none of that stuff. It's intermediate fasting. Um, so what I'm saying is I agree with the article in that people who are not used to this initially, uh, you'll feel like you're really hungry, but your mind is what triggers your body into saying, Hey, normally we're eating during this time. And it starts to secrete and do all these other things. Normally, you know, we have our coffee in the morning. So if you don't have that caffeine to meet with uh, the morning, maybe your body starts to do things. But I want you to know this can be overcome. But at the offset, it's gonna you're going to feel it. All right, so don't skip future meals. And also, don't punish yourself. If you ate a little bit more than you're supposed to on Thanksgiving, just go and exercise it off and just go back to your normal meal, uh, you know, prior to Thanksgiving. Now, if you eat a lot in general, like a lot of calories, more than 2,500 calories, more than 2,000 calories a day, and you want to lose weight, I got to tell you, you got to look at your intake. I'm not suggesting you go plant-based, but sheer math tells me that over 2,000 to 2,500 calories a day, you're going to put weight on. You're going to put weight on. You're not going to be taking weight off. So anyway, what's next? Avoid foods and drinks that are hard to digest. And perhaps a lot of us had these during the holidays. Um, we, we, we just kind of, you know, we go on vacation when it's, 
holiday time and that's fine. You know, maybe you normally don't drink alcohol and you had some drinks during the holidays. Great. Uh, maybe you don't eat sugar and then during the holidays you had cake. Okay. This is not a big deal. So don't punish yourself, but here are some foods that are hard to digest. So if you had these, you need to allow time for these things to get out of your body. Number one are dairy products, dairy products, milk and other dairy products contain lactose. This is the sugar that's found in milk that can be hard to digest for many people. You've heard of people being lactose intolerant. Let's take a quick break. Hey, I'm going to get you back to that episode really quick. I know you're enjoying the podcast. I wanted to say thank you, break in really quick to say thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Three things really quickly. Number one, thank you for listening. Number two, please go down in the show notes. We have a new um, way to communicate, and it is through text. So we'd love to hear from you guys. So please send us a text message when you're done listening to this episode. We'd love to know what your thoughts are. And then lastly, please go into our digital store. We've got a lot of digital products there that can help you be supported throughout these content deliveries throughout the podcast. There are ways for you to download these worksheets and eBooks and different things that can help really solidify some of the content that we talk about here on Rethink Podcast. Thank you guys so much, and I'll get you back to your episode. This occurs when your body doesn't have enough of the correct enzyme to break down the lactose, leaving their side effects such as diarrhea, upset stomach, and other digestive issues. Well, if you've already drank your dairy product, your coffee with your, you know, cream and all this other kind of stuff, then you're feeling the repercussions. But if you haven't, then avoid these types of foods moving forward. Now, in terms of milk, there are plenty of other milks out there. There's co- coconut milk, almond milk. There's a ton of milk out there. And uh, those you can digest because they're not from a cow. Also, you want to avoid fatty and fried and processed foods. These are normally... And I come from a African-American family. Unfortunately, these are normally the majority of what is eaten eaten uh, at our gatherings. And I'm seeing it change. So I'm hopeful uh, because I have family members even now that are starting to pull away and say, no, we're no longer doing pork. We're no longer doing red meat. Uh, we're, you know, I've got family members now that are only pescatarian, which is great because, it, you know, it really limits uh, the amount of cholesterol you can get in your system when you're only dealing with fish. But heretofore, uh, I've been at family functions when there was fried chicken and, you know, fried this and, and, and fried okra and fried, fried, fried and process, process, process. So high fat foods contract, they contract the digestive tract and it makes it harder for you to digest your food. In other words, your digestive process will slow down. And after you've had a large, large meal, uh, you want to aid your digestive process. You don't want to slow it down. You know, you've got so much food on your stomach. When you go to sit down and watch the game, your body has to redirect blood flow to your midsection to 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 deal with all this you've just done. So just be aware this is what happens when you're eating processed fatty and fried foods. The other foods that are hard to digest are alcohol and caffeine. Alcohol, of course, if you've had a night, you know, too much to drink, 
That's never a really good idea. Not only does it increase your chances of becoming dehydrated, which is what we talked about before, it also may make you feel even worse in the long run. Now, I don't really drink. I differentiate. Let me make a point here. I differentiate between alcohol and wine. I differentiate between alcohol and wine. To me, those are two different things. Wine, obviously, being from the grape, from the vine, and vegan, depending on which type of wine you're getting. Because there are some wines, believe it or not, that have animal byproduct. And don't ask. I don't know what people are doing. But you have to be careful with these wines. There is a list I could send you if you're interested, if you want to know winemakers who don't use animal byproducts. Now, alcohol, brandy, scotch, vodka, those are different. Those are stronger in terms of uh, alcohol content, and those react in your body differently. Doctors actually recommend two glasses red wine a day for a man. Uh, I don't know if I'm getting two a day, but I do have red wine in my house relatively often. And excuse me, I did drink red wine during the holidays, but I drink red wine, I don't say all the time, but I do have it in my house and I sometimes drink it with my meal. But I don't drink to excess. That's a big difference, too. A lot of times, whether it's alcohol or wine, if you're drinking to to excess, it's just like eating to excess or drinking water to excess. You can damage your body. You can hurt yourself. So alcohol, particularly your vodkas and other spirits, I would say, other than wine, these are the things you need to be careful of. You, in, in, you know, if you were uh, imbibing too much. You're going to feel it the next day. You're going to have this brain fog, headaches, and just this sluggishness about yourself. If you've ever had it, I can't imagine why you want to continue to do that to yourself. So anyway, just make sure that you are drinking a lot of water and that you have your Tylenol or whatever you need to do to get through that day. And just know that that stuff has to kind of flow out of your system in order for you to start feeling better. And then lastly, caffeine. Um you know, uh, you may want to put a pause on the caffeine-filled beverages, uh, energy drinks, coffee, tea. I saw a guy the other day. I don't know. God bless him. No one was with him, but who knows? Maybe he was taking them home. He's not going to drink them all that same day. He had these four large uh, Red Bulls. And I thought, dear God, are you going to drink all that? <laughs> this is bananas. You're going to have a stroke. you have a heart attack. I drink coffee, black coffee, and I usually drink a glass a day. And we did a study here on the podcast not long ago, and we talked about the benefits of coffee of a certain level of caffeine. Uh, and I don't see anything wrong with tea. But if you're doing anything in excess, then that caffeine, of course, can work against you just like it could work for you. So after a large meal, our blood sugar may be higher than normal. So if you mix that with caffeine, which is a stimulant, you may start feeling jittery or nauseous. So if you, a lot of people like coffee after their meal. Sometimes if I'm out at a banquet or something and folks come around and say, hey, you want any coffee? I'll, I'll have some coffee after my meal, mainly because if the program's not over, I don't want to doze off. But uh, I've done it. But I also drink black coffee. I don't do all this cream and sugar and all this other jazz. It's not a Starbucks situation. If you're doing that Starbucks action, you're talking about the caffeine plus a bunch of calories on top of a meal. And if you did that this, you know, this holiday, you know, I mean, we're going to give you a pass, but you need to get some walking and you need to get some water in your system. 
Now, some things to recover are uh, start eating some fiber-rich foods, some fiber-rich foods. And of course, fiber is going to help you move your digestive system. It's going to help you kind of clear some things out. If you really want to get going, I'm going to give you a detox drink in a few minutes that you'll be able to to utilize to kind of maybe take for the next five or seven days and really get your system nice and squeaky clean. Well, what what are some high fiber foods? Well, number one, you can eat some fruits and vegetables. If you're used to eating your eggs and grits and coffee and that kind of stuff in the morning, why don't you switch that out for a nice banana, orange, apple, something uh, on that line? And if you, for your meals, you normally have one or two vegetables. Why don't you just skip the, the meat portion for this week and just eat your vegetables? And your vegetables are going to get your digestive tract back on track. Uh, leafy greens are always great for you. They're, they're, they're great in protein. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, but broccoli, kale, spinach, things like that. Any leafy greens uh, are high in fiber and also your whole grains such as oats and barleys. I'm not a big oatmeal person. My wife is. I don't really like the texture of it, so I'm not really big there. But if you like oatmeal, go for it. Beans, lentils and peas. I love green peas. I love red beans. I made some chili. That's what I made. That's the additional thing I made for Thanksgiving. I made this vegan chili in my crock pot. And I love it. My my family loves it. And you can dip into it whenever you want to throughout the day. It's really, really great. So if you like uh, beans, lentils, and peas, those are high fiber foods as well. And then lastly, for snacks, instead of your potato chips and other types of high sugary types of snacks, why don't you keep you some cashews, some almonds, some pumpkin seeds, some sunflower seeds, things like that around the house. So when you want a snack... You can get a healthy snack. That's also, you guessed it, high in fiber. So this is the last thing I'm going to give you, and I'm heading out the door. We are going to talk about a detox drink, and I'm going to post the uh, recipe on our Facebook page. It's an apple lemon ginger version. It is a detox drink, and uh, detox is just what we're talking about. This is a way to cleanse your system and to get you back on track. Uh, the, the drink, uh, it flushes out your system, the excess sugar, the fat, the calories, you can recover from bloating, that heavy feeling when you've overeaten or overdrink. Uh, the detox drink is all natural. It has plant power. It's going to help your body do what your body's trying to do anyway, which is get all that junk out. So the detox drink helps your liver, your kidneys, gets in your bloodstream, helps your skin, your lungs. Everything works better when you're using this detox. Here are some of the ingredients. Again, it's called the apple lemon ginger detox. It's an apple, <laughs> a lemon, raw ginger, one inch of raw ginger, one lemon, one apple, and a pinch of cayenne pepper and some apple cider vinegar, but that's optional. Now, what's funny about this, outside of the apple, Every morning, I don't know how long I used to do this, but every morning for the longest, I was taking a tablespoonful of lemon, lemon juice, uh, a little bit of ginger, cayenne, and apple cider vinegar, and you would just kind of drink it in a tablespoon form. And what it does, it regulated your body. This was the apple cider vinegar crave, of course, and it really helped keep your digestive system on track. And I mean to tell you, you were going to be squeaky clean. Uh, it wasn't 
anything evasive. You didn't have to worry about you having to pull over the side of the road and rush to the restroom. It was nothing like that. But in the morning when you woke up, your body had done all of its healing throughout the night and that concoction had done its its work and you were ready to really go and relieve yourself and feel good about it. Like, okay, I, this, this really uh, is working. I'm really detoxing my system. Now, all of the solutions that we talked about here are toxins that are going to help your body perform better. The ginger has been shown to help your body flush out toxins. Okay. The lemon adds vitamin C, which is helpful to your immune system. The apple or the apple that's going to be cut up or juiced. It, uh, it, adds natural fiber to the detox. It's going to help get your digestive system moving stuff that's in there. And it makes your gut feel good and it activates uh, it to get things moving, of course. Now, the cayenne, I will tell you this, the cayenne, the reason why a pinch of cayenne is because anything hot in your system increases your blood pressure. And now, if you got blood pressure issues, then maybe you want to bypass the cayenne. But the, the, Blood pressure and the cayenne, the benefit there is a lot of times as we get older, our metabolism slows down. Well, the cayenne kind of helps you regulate that, helps you push it back uh, up a little bit without, of course, affecting your blood pressure. I'm not suggesting you take a tablespoon of cayenne. It's just a pinch, as you'll see in the recipe. So uh, that's my gift to you today as we uh, are coming out of Thanksgiving week. And we are preparing in the next three weeks or so to be in a holiday, Christmas holiday season, and potentially more overeating can take place. So if you do the detox drink, let me know. Let me know how it tastes. Let me know if it's working for you in the comments of our Facebook page and Facebook group. And keep it on hand. So there's New Year's and Christmas coming. You may be able to use it there as well. I want to thank you so much for joining me today on Things You Should Know podcast. Come back in two days. We'll have more great information for you then. Thanks. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, You can unlock your true potential and, yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks guys for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.